Hello and welcome to the Chris Terrell Podcast. My name is Chris Terrell and I am coming to you from my new studio here at the head of the Guild of Champions. If you're new here, I have lost 125 pounds. Took me two and a half years to do it after an entire adulthood of constant yo-yo dieting up, down, up, down, up, down again. I finally got back together and I cut out the bullcrap diets. I stopped with the keto and I started making meaningful and lasting changes to my permanent baseline normal lifestyle. And I began to lose weight, slowly and steadily, until I finally, two and a half years later, reached the dream body, the goal of goals. I reached that point where I no longer needed to lose a single pound. I was done. And last week, here on the podcast, I, tell, I told you the story of the beginning of that journey. That was my 100th podcast episode. And I would love to invite you, if you have not already, to go back and check out the 100th episode of the Chris Terrell Podcast. That was a deeply personal story talking about the passing of my father and how it changed me. Some of the lessons I learned from that moment helped me achieve the weight loss success that I had always wanted. And it was important to me to share these lessons with other people. I don't want the teachings from my father to go into the grave with him. And I didn't want them to just impact me. I figured the more people I could share it with, the more of an impact he'd have on this world. And in that podcast, I share the final piece of advice my dad gave me before he passed away. And I'd love to invite you to go and listen to that episode if you have not. Now, that episode was the end of season five. And now today, this episode is episode one, season six. And there's some new changes that are coming with season six that I'm very excited about. The first of which that you may not know is I am now going to be posting my podcast episodes here on YouTube. You might even be watching this one here now. I now have my studio set up where I am able to capture video for the podcast and get it uploaded in a timely manner and it won't impact the my normal production schedule that I keep between this here as well as the Guild of Champions. And by the way, if you are not familiar with the Guild of Champions, that is my membership for those of you that are looking for that next level support to help you achieve the body and life of your dreams. So if you've been loving the podcast and you want to get even more support, not only from me, but also from a community, then head on over to the Guild of Champions. You can find a link to that in the show notes of this podcast. Now, let me talk about while we're on the topic of the show notes of the podcast, let's talk about the next change that's coming. I want to start this season taking calls and questions from you, the listeners of the podcast. I want to connect with you on a deeper level, and I want to help coach you through on your journey. So there's two ways that you can do this. There's only one of them up right now, and I will announce the rest of them on next week's episode of the podcast. So to make sure you don't miss that, subscribe to the podcast, and you'll catch the next episode. But if you go to the show notes and scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see that there's a link there, and that link will let you leave me a voicemail. You can do it. It's done through the Anchor platform. That's the platform that I use. You can follow the instructions it'll give you. It'll walk you right through it. You can leave me a message. If you would like to have your question answered on the podcast, leave me a voicemail with a single question, a single thought out question, and provide me enough background so that I would be able to answer it. 
So as an example, how do I determine my calories? There are too many variables at play, too many unique situations for me to give you an answer on that one. So you would need to tell me things like your height and your weight and your gender and what your movement is like. Now, just so you all know, I will almost never take the question, how do I determine how many calories I want? If you want to get the answer to that, go check out my Intro to Seco episode of the podcast or go to caloriecalculator.net and fill out the form there. That's going to be the best way to get you started. The podcast will continue to have the teaching and the lessons and the stories that I do, but I also wanted to add that Q&A segment as well. So there won't be a Q&A segment today, but starting next week on the podcast, I'll begin having Q&A segments in addition to the normal talking that I do here on the podcast. Okay. There's two thoughts that I had that I wanted to share with you this week. I wanted to tell you a bit about my mind when I quit a 60-pound weight loss journey. Because it's not like I quit it. And I want to talk about quitting because there's a form of quitting that doesn't look like that. It looks and feels like something else entirely. So let me set the scene first. This weight loss journey began with me, like, like many of you, noticing friends and family were losing a lot of weight. Something had started sweeping across the town. Jonesboro, Arkansas, where I live. I didn't know what it was. And people were like, hey, are you gone and see McClurkin? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't I don't know what that is. I'm like, oh, is people losing all sorts of weight with it. And then I was like, wow. And I've seen people. They were, they were, the, the weight was like falling off of them. It was just evaporating going into the ether. And then my dad did it and my mom did it and some coworkers did it. And now what they were doing is they were just, all they could have was five meals a day. Oh, hey, that sounds pretty good. Well, we'll just wait. But, but you could only have puddings, shakes, and soups, and it totaled up to right around 800 calories a day. Now, don't get me wrong, they're nutritionally dense, but 800 calories a day. And they're telling me about that. I'm like, wow, that sounds crazy. Can't I just can't I just buy the food if that's working? And if everybody gets the same plan, can't I just get the food? They're like, no, it's done by a doctor. Okay. You know, McClurkin, the clinic. I'm like, All right. So other people are losing weight. And I'm like, you know what? I think I want to have some of this weight loss too. I've been really wanting to get this weight off. And, and everybody's talking about how easy this is. They're just saying, this is great. It's not so bad. You know, you just keep your shakes with you all the time and you just sort of go out and do it. And you don't really think about it. I'm not thinking about food at all. This is this is this this the best. And I was like, wow, I I like some of that. I'm like, well, how do you do it? Aren't you hungry? They're like, oh, well, the doctor, he gives us appetite suppressants, so we're just not hungry. And I was like, oh, oh, that makes sense. It takes away your hunger, and you're getting just enough nutrients to stay alive. I mean, it sounds like starving, but a doctor's looking over you. I mean, that that's got to make it okay if a doctor's looking over you, right? That's what I'm thinking. So I schedule my appointment with McClurkin. And, and and by the way, just so everybody knows, I'm not knocking this doctor. I'm not knocking the practice. I'm not knocking any. I mean, I think the practice is predatory. But I, look, people are asking for rapid, quick weight loss. They're asking for solutions. And so the industry is providing people with what they're asking for. We should be asking for teach me how to lose weight slowly, sustainably, and forever. We should be asking for that. But we're not. We're asking for a quick fix now today that I can use. So I don't fault the I don't fault the industry. It's a byproduct. It's a, a byproduct of the core problem. But anyway, so I go I go to the clinic, 
And they started you off by doing a bunch of tests. They they do they test my heart. I think maybe it was an EKG. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not up on all the, the medical terms what these things are. But they ran a bunch of tests on my heart. They did a bunch of blood work. They had to pee in a cup. And they I go back about a week later, and they show me all the results. And they they thoroughly scared me. They thoroughly had me convinced I was pre or not convinced. I mean, I was. But they're like, you're you know, you're on a track to becoming pre diabetic. You're not now, but you're on the path to doing that. You're gonna have to do something about. It. And they said there was something irregular about your heart, though. So we're gonna have you do the heart test again. So that just freaked me out. And so I go back, I do it, I come back again, and they're like, everything's fine, you're good. So what they were doing is they were making sure I was medically able to, to do an ultra-low-calorie diet, which is what this would be considered. And so at least, at least they're checking that. They're making sure I medically can ha handle it, I suppose, because the body can handle you starving yourself. That's why we have fat stores on us. So I go in, I sit down, the doctor tells me about what's going to happen, and they... They tell me I'm going to come in once uh, once a week, I believe, if I remember correctly. It's once a week or once every other week. It's been years since I did it. I'm pretty sure it was once a week at first. And they're like, you're going to come in. You're going to pee on these strips. We're going to make sure you're in ketosis. And here's your food for the next week. Come in next week. We'll give you your food for the next week. And I had to buy the food. So I bought the food. And they're only giving me a week at a time. So if I don't make, hit my appointment, I don't get any more of the food. And... <laughs> Y'all, I fantasize about food so much. I've talked about it here on the podcast several times, but y'all, y'all, I wanted all food. It didn't matter what it was. I never missed chewing more than I did after about three days. After about, I mean, at first, first couple days, I was like, yeah, I could do this. I could do this. But like after about th after three, four, five days, I was starting to really, really want to chew on something. And I'm doing everything I can to distract myself from how hungry I am. Now, what I didn't understand, I didn't know at the time, is when you go into a deficit, eventually the body will reduce the amount of ghrelin and you, you won't be as hungry. So I didn't know that that would happen a little bit, but gosh, that first week was terrible. And But I made it. I made it. And y'all, I, I lost weight. I lost weight. I mean, doctor wasn't kidding. You know, turns out when you eat 800 calories a day, you... And you also, I started swimming. When you also do the two of those, you, you start losing weight, right? So I am I made it through the first week. I pee on the pee strip. The doctor tells me I'm in ketosis. I'm like, great. And so I'm going on a road trip the next week for work. And I go on that road trip. Did, did you know that roads have a lot of billboards with pictures of food? I didn't know that. But when I was only having shakes and puddings and, and soups, I, I noticed every single billboard for a five-hour road trip with food. And there was a lot. There was a lot. So this was like not creating a great dynamic with me with food. Now, the doctor did give you a list of foods that you could have if you just couldn't make it, if you just had to take the edge off. He's like, you could have like a chicken breast or or something like that. Or maybe you could have like a teeny bit of cheese and because, you know, the fats and the proteins because it is ketosis and and so I remember thinking, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I feel like I'm breaking the rules by having, I'm not strong enough to hold on. You know, I, you know, I don't have the willpower. What's wrong with me? Because I, I, I'm starving and I want to, I want to eat. So I get, I get to Fayetteville, Arkansas and I check in my hotel and I'm, I remember walking into the room and I put everything on the bed and I was just like, I am so hungry. I'm so hungry. I got to have something. I don't care. I don't even care. I have to have something. I am so hungry. I can't make it to my next soup thing. And I know if I eat it early, then I have an even longer gap. So I go to the store and I buy the cheese that comes in a wax and a baby bell, I believe it is. And I bought it. And I think it was a package of five or something like that. One of the small packages. And I brought it back and I had one and it tasted so good. And I had another one.
And then I told myself, all right, you can just stop here, just stop here. And I did. And then later I went and had another one. And then I ended up eating all five of them that night. I was just too hungry. I was too hungry. That didn't make my hunger go away. And I'm and my coworker who was also on the program, I I told him, I said, man, I did this. He goes, man, you're not supposed to do that. You keep doing that. You're not going to lose weight. I'm like, I know, but I was, I was so hungry. I didn't know what to do. And so anyway, this is how the diet continued. Anytime I'd go off track and i talk to people, people like, well, you know, if you keep doing that, it's not going to work. But I, I was losing weight. And so this continued for a few months of me just going in, buying the meals once a week, and then peeing on the strip. And if it wasn't, wasn't in ketosis, the doctor would come in and he'd tell me like, hey, you know, if you keep doing this, you're not going to lose weight as quick. So just make sure you stay in ketosis. Because what I was doing is I was giving myself popcorn once a week. So I would go the day I peed on the strip. The next day, I would go to the movies. So I was going on Wednesdays. I'd go to the movies on Thursdays, and I'd have popcorn. That was my little treat that I'd give myself, popcorn at the movies. And then I figured, well, I got the whole, I got the the rest of the week to get in keto- to ketosis. So I can just kind of go off the rails now, and then I'll take the entire next week and get on ketosis. I felt like as long as I was on ketosis, the doctor would tell me I'm being good. And I wanted just to be good. After a few months of this, I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done losing weight. I'm done with these pea strips, yeah, the weight's melting off me. I'm digging this. I'm digging this. It's nice. But you know what? It's starting to not be worth it. And as I was thinking about quitting, I remember thinking, it's ketosis. Everybody keeps talking about it, even though it's at ultra low calorie, because I'm like, well, I'll just go on keto. I've done that before. So I've jump-started my weight loss, and I decided I'll transition over to keto. This will be more sustainable. This will be more enjoyable, at least, because then I at least get to eat, you know, food. I get to chew something. I wanted to choose so badly. And so I made the switch overnight. I just said, you know what? I'm done. And I stopped going. I didn't schedule my next appointment with the doctor. And I didn't, you know, and I was paying for this. Like I had to pay them every week for them to starve me. I both had to buy the food and I had to pay the doctor appointment. But now I'm like, well, now I don't have to pay anybody. So now I'm saving money. And I'm all, but I'm also buying food again, but whatever. And so now I'm having so much string cheese. Gosh, I always think every time I went on keto, I equated it with string cheese because I had so much of it. And, but I found a thing that worked. You know, I would come home, I would have omelets for lunch. I would have wings for dinner because I could go out to most restaurants and get wings and get them naked or just get them with a hot sauce. I'd go to Buffalo Wild Wings a lot. This is back before Buffalo Wild Wings was, while it was expensive then, it's not how stupid expensive that it is now. And I'd go there for meals. And I was doing that keto life, right? I was that guy. Every time there was a thing going on, I'm like, well, hey, can we go somewhere where I can get something? I was always asking people because I'm that guy now. And I'm losing weight. And people keep asking me, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm swimming and I'm doing keto. That's what everybody kept asking me. I was swimming and I'm doing keto. I went and swam three days a week and I did keto. I was also moving more. I was also eating less. But I wasn't paying attention to those. All I was paying attention to was keto and exercise via the swimming. And I remember the day, the same scale actually that I hit my goal weight on, the same gym, trim gym. This is many years before my journey started, the last one. And I get on the scale and I see 225. Now in my head, 220 pounds is always the number. And if you listen, for those of you in the guild, if you caught this last week's episode of the podcast, I talked about my journey. You know that this journey, 220, was also my, my initial target destination that I thought I wanted. Because... 220 was the lowest I'd ever weighed as an adult. I'd never weighed lower than 220 as an adult. And so that was always the number I was trying to get back to. And I was starting to get really burned out on keto. I've been doing it for many, many, many months now, steadily losing weight. And I get on the scale and I see 225 pounds. 
Now, I had been telling myself for months that this was easy, and I had been telling everybody I knew around me that this was easy. I was honestly just trying to convince myself that it was easy. It, it, was, it, was, it was not easy. And I remember still vividly that day getting on the scale going, I think I'm going to take a break. I think I'm going to take a break. This is, I'm digging this result. I feel absolutely amazing right now. Like, I can swim a mile without stopping. Now it feels amazing to be able to do that. I'm wearing shorts. I just went and bought new shorts. I, you know, at a size that I loved. I don't remember exactly what the size was, but the size began with a three. That made me happy. I, was, I like not being, I have my size begin with a four. And just a couple of days prior, I had gotten into the truck with my parents. I got in the back seat. My mom looked back. She's like, wow, you lost weight. Like she knew I had, but like, I just went and bought brand new clothes that fit me really well at my new size. And I looked great and I felt like a million bucks. I could just hop right into the truck. Like it was no big deal. And like, you're looking really good. I'm like, I know this is my way of life forever. I'm never going back to being that overweight guy. I'm never doing it. And so just a couple of days later, I'm sitting there on that scale going, I need a break. This is just too much. This is too much. I'm sick of omelets. I'm sick of wings. I'm sick of string cheese. I'm sick of ribeye steak. I'm sick of bacon. I'm sick of feeling like grease from fat on everything. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of coming here to this gym and swimming once a week or swimming an hour three times a week. I'm just sick of it. I'm bored. I've been bored of swimming for the last two months. I'm bored. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to eat this food anymore. I'm just... I'm done. I'm over it. I remember thinking that as I'm standing there again, I thought, I can take a break. You know what? I've shown myself I can stick to this. I can start again. That's what I'll do. I'll start again. And so I decided to back off the gas. And so I had all the foods that I wanted. And now I did, I didn't, it's not like I gained it right away. It's not like I went right back to having crazy volumes of food. I didn't. I slowly did it. You know, it's like I slowly had foods that I wasn't having and I slowly had a bit more of them, adding a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I, I had a feeling that I'd gained some weight back and I didn't, I didn't want to know that. I didn't want to know that. So I just didn't get on the scale anymore. And I was bored of swimming and I had skipped about three weeks and I was going to a master swim class and I felt so embarrassed by the fact that I wasn't going. And I also realized I just didn't want to swim with them anymore. I didn't like swimming with them. And rather than just going and facing the swim coach and saying, hey, I, I'm just, I'm going to go work on out by myself. Rather than facing this feeling of potentially hurting this guy's feelings that saying I don't want to take his class anymore, I just ghosted the whole class and I just stopped going to the gym altogether because I might run into them. And I started noticing my pants were getting a little bit looser. I hadn't quite gotten around to got to getting rid of my extra larges yet. So I was went back to the back of the closet and I thought, well, they're still hanging up. I'll just start using them. But I really need to start back again. I don't know what I weigh. But if I'm putting these clothes back on, I'm, I've definitely gained weight if I'm wearing these again. But, but, you know, at least I'm not 2XL. You know, I'm not, I'm not back where I was. You know, there's no reason to worry. At least I'm not there. And then I got transferred to Kansas City. 
My dad sold his company in the midst of this. And I was going to get transferred to Kansas City after the sale. Y'all, my favorite food, my absolute favorite food <laughs> is barbecue. I love barbecue. And I was moving to the barbecue capital of the world. Come at me, anybody. I'll fight you on that. Kansas City barbecue is the best. They say you can have barbecue for dinner at a different place every night, and it will be more than two months before you'd have to repeat yourself. Well, that sounds like my kind of place. And I just moved there, and I'm thinking, I'm going to try all the barbecues. And I love burnt ends, and I love brisket, and I love mac and cheese, and I love cheesy potatoes, and I love ribs. And I'm just thinking, this is going to be great. I'm going to try all these things. And you know what? I need to lose some weight. But, you know, I'm not up to my bigger clothes yet. And, and maybe what I'll do is I'll just, I'll move, I'll enjoy some of the, the barbecue, and then, and then I'll, go back on, I'll go back on keto. I'll go back on it, and I'll, I'll, I'll get this weight off. And then, it, and then I didn't, you know, life got stressful. Life got hard. My life for the several years after that started taking different, all sorts of different turns. And I gained all my weight back. <laughs> Plus 20 pounds more. And then I started yo-yoing in that 10 pounds for a while. I would, I'd go on keto again. Cause that's how I lost the weight before I'd tell myself, you know, that's what I did. The problem was I, I didn't ever go back on it. The problem was I waited too long to go back on keto. That was my problem. It wasn't that I didn't know how to lose weight on keto. It's I waited too long. That's the problem, right? I waited too long cause I'm just going to gain weight. That's what I do. I gain weight. If I'm not dieting, I gain weight. And, and so I go back on keto and, and then I realize all the old memories from the old diet wounds would keep coming back because, you know, they all just pile up, pile up, pile up. And, and I'm like, fuck, I hate this so much. I don't want to do this anymore. I just, I don't. And so I'd quit before the week was out or some trip would come knock me out. You know, the most I might ever lose is about 10 pounds. And that'd be about all I'd lose. <laughs> so... I stayed in that 10-pound window until my dad died. And that picks up, that's a little backstory that leads up to last week's episode of the podcast. That's where it picks up. I never had a big weight loss after that McClurkin died. That was 2016. Well, technically I started it in 2015. It spilled over. Uh, so 2015 is when I started that, that journey and it ended in 2016. And I didn't... I didn't get serious about it again until 2019. It was three years. Three years before I got serious again. Almost, actually almost exactly. I know about the time of year, so I think shy about two months. And I wanted to share this with you because there's going to come a day for all of you, no matter where you're at in your journey, there's going to come a day where your journey's going to end. Your journey's going to stop. You're going to be done losing weight. You're not going to need to lose any more weight. Or maybe it's because you've decided that you're at your stopping point. You're like, I'm good here. Or maybe you're going to take a maintenance break, be it planned or unplanned. Whatever, it's, it's going to happen. This, you're not going to be losing weight forever. What are you going to do on the other side of it? What's going to happen then? Stop pretending the end isn't going to come. This journey will end at some point. And it is always 100% up to you when it ends. And it doesn't end when you go off track for a day. It ends when you quit. 
in your mind. You stop striving for it. That's when it ends. It doesn't end when you go off your program, whatever that is. And I used to not know that. I used to think that when I would fall off, it's I quit. Now I have to, what's the phrase? Start again on Monday. I didn't realize it's never a starting again. It's just a keeping going. That's all that it is. And I didn't know that at first. So what I'd like to do, again, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, go check out last week's podcast. It picks up the weight loss journey after this one and where it goes from there. If you get some value out of the podcast, please consider liking it, sharing it, and giving it a five-star review, putting it on your social media. It really helps get the podcast in front of more people. Also, I'd love to take your questions. So if if you already have some questions you'd like to have answered, go to the show notes of the podcast, scroll all the way to the bottom, and leave me a voicemail. And I'll do my best uh, to answer any other questions that I get in there. As a reminder, make sure it is one question and you give me enough background that I can do it. If not, I'm not going to answer your question and I won't be able, I won't have any means of reaching out to you. So uh, leave the voicemail there. Starting next week, I'll have more methods of submitting questions to the podcast, including if you want to be a caller on the podcast and actually I'd take your call. I'm going to have some new guests for this season. I've got a couple of them. Um, we're pinning down the dates right now and I want to let you know that next week I will be announcing the dates for my next masterclass. Last year I did a five day masterclass and it was phenomenal at 500 people in it transformed a lot of people and gave a lot of new perspectives. And I am incredibly excited about this one. It's done on the anniversary of my father's passing to make that period of time really mean something positive in this world. And I'd love to have you be a part of it. So be sure to come next week to the podcast where I will tell you the dates so you can go ahead and get those in your calendar. Have a phenomenal week, champion. Go after the weight loss that you've always deserved that you know you want to have. And I'll see you next time on the Chris Terrell Podcast.